Hey guys, welcome, hello, how are you? My name is Vince, I'm your host, hello, welcome to episode 174, right? Yeah, 174. I hope you're doing well. We've officially left October, we've left the month of Halloween, and now we are into the best season, if you ask me, with no bias as I say this. Uh, if you're in the States, this is the Thanksgiving season, as I think it should be. Uh, the only thing that sucks about this month is that it is completely overshadowed by people, children, really, who are too excited for Christmas. Um, but this is when the temperature gets cold and the flannel comes out and, you know, it's nice. It's chill. It's calm. It's cool. Thanksgiving comes around and I'm not a big fan of why we celebrate Thanksgiving, but I like the idea of sitting down and being like, I love my family. And then I eat a lot. So <laughs> we're here. We're almost at the end of this year. A lot has happened in this year. A lot will continue to happen. This might be one of the last years that the earth is the way it is. But we're here. I don't have much to talk about. Not a lot really happened. Kyle sent me some links of some some news topics. Um, and hopefully... I have an idea for something that I'm kind of working on right now that I could that could be implemented into the show here. And uh, hopefully I can get that working soon to make these episodes back to about an hour. Uh, last episode was a little closer to an hour. But that's because Kyle popped in and out. But Kyle's not here today um, because he's fighting in the Neo-Vietnam conflict. And I miss him. But... There is one thing we have to talk about, and it's not something that I like talking about. Let me just get my phone for, for the notes real quick, because I want to make sure I read this correctly. Um, a few weeks ago, we talked about Chris Pratt. I don't like talking about Chris Pratt. It, like, hurts me to talk about Chris Pratt. There was a time where I really liked him. Uh, when I first, like, started watching stuff like Parks and Rec and uh some other shit that he was in that was okay like i didn't mind him in um jurassic park but i'm pretty sure he's one of these dudes that like can't lose in his contract so what's the point of what like him and the rock what's the point of watching if you know that they're not going to lose meaning that there are no stakes i know that there's not going to be anything traumatic happening to the main character because it says Quite literally in his contract, he cannot lose. But every time I have to talk about this man, I feel like I take like a D6 of mental damage for like a play in D&D. But now he's going to voice Garfield. I, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't think his voice sounds like Bill Murray's at all. And that's kind of the style like that lackadaisical, lazy, slow kind of, not slack-jawed, but just, you know, I don't really care type of feel. I don't think of Chris Pratt as that anymore since he's not fat and playing Andy on Parks and Rec. But, I mean, good for him for getting a job, right? That's like, that's. I feel like this was such a slow week. Like, nothing interesting happened. Nothing of any note happened. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I refuse to watch Squid Game. Just because anytime Netflix has a big show, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, like I never watched Tiger King. Um, I, I, it's not that I don't think I would like Squid Game. I think I would like the themes of it. I was listening to like a pseudo review in a podcast of it. And they were talking about how it's about like people don't have money and they try to escape. And like, there's an old guy who just wants to live or 
have fun or something. Seems like I'd really like it, but it's one of those things where it's just like everybody is talking about it constantly. So before I even get to it, I'm tired of it, if that makes any sense. If anybody knows what I'm talking about. But, like, nothing happened this week. Uh, I hope your Halloween was good. I hope you dressed up and, like, give out candy or got some candy. It's... Other than that, like, nothing. I've been streaming. So that's a thing. Uh, I actually did it, I think, two days this week. And I'm having a ton of fun replaying Fallout 3 with an audience. Someone actually joined the stream who I was talking to for a little bit. Who's, like, from the same part of Pennsylvania as I am. And it was wild because, like, there was a point where it was like, don't say the full name so it doesn't give it away. But what is the name, what is the first name of your your local weatherman? And they said the name that I was hoping for. This dude and I must have been, like, within, within an hour of each other. And we didn't know each other, but we met on Twitch. <laughs> so there's a link. There should be a link in the description below. I just found out there wasn't a link in the description to the discord uh i just found that out i've been since i started editing editing everything right before olive left i didn't even notice it so i don't even know how long how long that hasn't been there and we've been saying there's a link in the description to the discord below turns out there wasn't so i don't know how the hell people were joining unless they found the twitter and then it's a whole thing anyway I'm playing Fallout 3. It's my favorite game ever. I'm having a ton of fun. I'm having a blast. I'm having a grand old time. Please join me. Please join in on the fun. Now's the time where I would say something to be taken completely out of context and then do a not wine joke. This bottle is here. If you're watching on the video. The one that Kyle got me as the greatest present I've ever gotten. Still can't find a cork. I thought I found one. Um, but I might have to shave the sides down to make it like slip in. Uh, guys, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This seems like I got not, like nothing's going on. Nothing happened this week. I slept a lot, cooked a lot, worked a bit, hung out and stram, stram, streamed. All right, this is going to be a shorter one, and I do apologize. But again, it is only me. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying things. But. Uh, let's, I want to jump right into the lore. Let's just get it out of the way. This is a fun one. Uh, but before I get into the lore, I have to thank the Patreon. So let's thank the Patreon quick. And because of the Patreon, I can continue to do this, continue to do fun things. Like I said, I do want to change some things up and I'm working on it. It give me a some time. But, uh, to start us off, we have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah is Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny is Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last, but certainly not least, we have to thank Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. Mother messes it off inside my place talking and shit. Is the camera too focused in on me? Should it be back more? I'm still kind of like relearning how to do things. I might be, I want to get new lights for this room. I have lights, I just don't have anything to hang them up with. I have to go buy like $45 worth of command strips. This guy's still outside? Dude, can you walk like 15 feet either left or right? I want to get these command strips so I could put these hooks up. Because in my living room I have Christmas lights and I feel like Christmas lights in here would be really nice. It'd be really soft lighting, it'd be very inviting and 
I don't want to say natural, but cozy. And I kind of feel like the feel that I, I want is not so much a fireside chat as it is like, you know, hanging out. Like that's kind of, especially when it was the two hosts, that's the feel that I really wanted the show to have was I'm going to talk about Fallout. I'm going to talk about a bunch of other shit too, but like I want it to feel like you're hanging out. Um, Cause that's kind of the podcast style I like is two people hanging out or just one person hanging out and just rambling at a camera and microphone. Dude, can you please just go? I don't want to yell at him. I don't want to be rude. Like, I'm kind of new to this building still. So, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, fella. Hey, fella. I'm shooting an internet show. <laughs> Someone, Someone's currently driving to work. Listen to this. All right, guys. Let's get to the lore. Uh, we might be able to hear this fella outside. But the lore this week, I totally forgot. Uh, this week at work, has I've been overloaded. They fired like six people today just out of nowhere. Uh, so there's been a lot going on. And uh, I totally forgot to ask the lower question, so I <laughs> I said, guys, I'm thinking of a day of the week, because there's seven options. And I, I don't know if I've said this before, but every time a day of the week gets ch- – or a day of the week, every time I ask a question, there's always a few answers that aren't the correct answer that I'll absolutely take. So I said day of the week, and uh, Lamp, the Deadly Lampshade, uh, got it, so – this lore, the lore of this week is picked out by, by him. And one of the things that I would have taken was Tuesday. <laughs> uh, just because I remember when that was a meme for a while. It always made me laugh. And he guessed Tuesday. And there's a joke about, not a joke, because it's not a joke. It's, it's a fact. It's a real. It's a truth. But how much I love the UK with their big breakfasts and their tea and their teeth. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, and I was like, oh, the, 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 I think, I think the way you put it was like Tuesday. And I was like, oh, that's not how I expected it with your accent. He goes, oh, sorry, Tuesday. And it just made me smile. So yes, the answer was Tuesday. Uh, I knew it would be quick if, if I picked a seven, a seven option question. Uh, and for the lore this week, the deadly lampshade has picked Arafu. So if you'd like to pick any lore, there should be a link in the description now to the Discord. Join the Discord. I will ask a question. And first person to get the question right gets to pick lore for the week. And like I said, this week is on Arafu from Fallout 3. Arafu is a small settlement in the Capital Waste in 2277 and only has four houses atop a crumbling overpass. Now, this is one that I know I've been to and I know I've done the quest, but I don't like have super vivid memory of doing it. So I'm streaming Fallout 3, so I really want to get to there and do it and do the quest. The, the quest is called Blood Ties, which I'll talk about a little bit later. I really want to do this again because I also just really love the idea of a city, even though it's what, nine people? Seven people? I, I have it in my notes, or it's on the screen somewhere. There's X amount of people there, but it's built on top of this old-world crumbling relic that just does not exist in a modern sense. And, like, that town has a very clear expiration date. I mean, not clear in the sense of, like, they know, oh, we're gonna go down in, like, ten years from now. But they know because it's built on a crumbling fixture that it will collapse at some point in time and i think that's a really really fun i want to say balancing act of civilization where it's like this is safe nothing is here 
they have to deal with certain things, of course, because it is the wastes. But like, we're high up, so we have a per- like they have an advantage. Not to keep bringing up D and D terms, but like they have an advantage role. Due to creatures, raiders, and slavers attacking, most of the people have gone have left Arafu. Now it says in on the wiki, and I get all my lore off of Fallout.fandom.com that some of them have actually gone to places like Megaton, and I believe that's actually a bit of a ways away. But they've gone to Megaton, um, which Lucy West lives there, and the West family lives inside of Arafu. But like she lives there now, uh, because of these attacks and because of how small, ooh, bump the thing, of how small of a settlement this is. Because of all the attacks, they have left the south end of the highway open, and it is the only way to approach the town. As of 2277, Arafu has become victim of many attacks from the family, and more on them later. Arafu's four houses sit atop a dilapidated section of the remains of the bridge running across the Potomac River. Inside of the town of Arafu, there is some notable, notable, notable loot, such as the bobblehead for repair, which is on the downstairs table inside of Evan King's house. There's also a Nuka-Cola Quantum and a Pugilism Illustrated. An enclave outpost can be seen after the player character completes the Waters of Life. On the other section of the overpass visible to them, looking out from the highest drop-off point, these soldiers can actually shoot at the player character across the gap and as well as be shot at themselves. However, the people of Arafu will not attempt to eliminate the outpost themselves. There is loot to be found in the lake under Arafu. If one looks east out onto the lake while standing next to the king's outpost, a dock extending from the south shore with a footlocker and a first aid box on it will be visible. Jump down into the water to avoid damage and swim over to the boat with the front part visible outside of the water. It contains a first aid box. Then swim to the platform, stand on the platform, and jump into the water. Swim to the bottom and out away from the platform before reaching an old car at bottom of lake. Next to the car is a skeleton with two cinder blocks tied to his feet. There's a silenced 10mm and an ammunition box laying next to him as well. This is most likely a reference to the gangster-style killing and dumping of a body. Then swim to the east and you'll find a boat at the bottom of the lake with a first aid box and a safe. That's wild. I didn't know that. Upon your first arrival into Arafu, the lone wanderer is greeted by a scripted grenade thrown by its sheriff, Evan King. And then he comments on how he nearly blew them up. However, the grenade does not damage the player character's HP. You can you can discover Arafu and actually avoid the scripted event. I, that's something I want to know about because I wonder if I walk under it, if I'll discover Arafu, and then I can just fast travel and it won't happen. If the Lone Wanderer kills anyone in Arafu, everyone else will turn hostile. Unlike other settlements, the people of Arafu will stay hostile indefinitely. That's wild. Some behind the scenes for you. Just above the entrance where the highway leaves the ground, one can see a damaged traffic sign that reads exit 150A Arafu slash Arafu slash next exit slash miles. It is possible that the sign may have been indicated to read careful, which the C and the L have faded away to display Arafu. A similar town naming technique is used for Novak and Far Harbor. Oh, I forgot about Far Harbor because it's Bar Harbor, but the sign, yeah, it's cool as hell. Alternatively, alternatively, it is possible that exit uh, 150A really was up for a place called Arafu before the war, which would fit with the pre-war presence of Maserati 
With the presence of Meserati Station nearby, named after another Romanian location that would fit the vampire theme, we'll get to that in a second. Arafu is a small village in Romania best known for its its proximity to the former castle of Vlad III, the Prince of Wallachia? Cool. Who is also known as Dracula and Vlad the Impaler. I want to talk about some of the people that live inside of Arafu. There's um, an advertisement for Dyson. Braley Ewers? B-R-A-I-L-E-E-E-W-E-R-S. A shy person, Braley is warm and compassionate. She is 36 years old and married to... She's married to her overprotective husband, who rarely lets her speak to anyone due to his own paranoia, her isolation becoming exacerbated when the family began targeting Arafu for sustenance, which I will get to in a moment, the culmination of which being the murder of the Brahmin at the settlement's lockdown. Ken Ewers. Well, that's such a weird name. I don't understand the English language. <laughs> the quote here is, we're great, just peachy. I love sitting in my house with my thumb up my ass. Uh, Ken Ewers is a 40-year-old man and is a bag of nerves that is terrified of of the current attacks that have been playing Arafu. He masks this by being incredibly short and gruff with strangers and will only impart the smallest tidbits of useless information onto them. At the moment, he cares only about his wife's lives and the, the his wife's delusional mental state. His wife's life and her mental state. Which is brought about by a combination of the trouble around Arfu and the poor diet of the packaged food and being confined in their home with Ken for long periods of times. It's Ken Ewers awful. Just it's apparently like a guy, like a like a football man who's that's his last name. That's just not a good name. Evan King. Evan King was born in 2222. He has lived on this island for all of 50 all of his 55 years. I guess that's what they refer to the bridge as, which is really a neat idea. He watched the settlement shrink from 30 people down to its current population of five. He is still responsible for the small settlement and very careful whenever a stranger enters his domain. He is quite experienced in combat, having repelled attacks by raider slavers and various other creatures. To to maintain Arafu's security, he had the northern gate span... I'm sorry, the northern bridge span destroyed and feels safer. I think that's another thing I like so much about this, is I picture just... Like, that scene from the Book of Eli, where you find the can- where they find the cannibals, like, in the house. Like, just this guy sitting back with a gun, waiting, and it's just like anxious like he must be tired all the time but he's just sitting there waiting and watching and like i will i will pull the trigger on the first motherfucker who comes up to me like that i really like just like he throws a grenade at you he's like oh my bad but he's not karen let's talk about karen schnezzy big schnez on the beat she was born in 2254 and is an extroverted yet she's extroverted yet wise enough to not just speak to anyone she knows as much about the current situation in arafu as most of the other residents and constantly finds herself at odds with evan king the sheriff quote unquote sheriff she likes to wander around outside of her house even at night and does it and does it almost definitely to annoy the mayor she doesn't believe that living in constant fear is the answer so Ian West, I brought up uh, Lucy West a little bit before. After the family came to Arafu and his parents were killed, 15-year-old 15 15 year 
Eden was taken by the leader Vance, who feels a sort of kinship with him. When he was younger, his sister Lucy was always there to talk about his feelings. But when Lucy got, when Lucy took off for Megaton, Ian was left alone in Arafu as the settlement's only child, sending him into a downward spiral of depression. Vance took Ian back to the family's home. And Ian now ponders what his life has become and what he is to do next. And I'm going to talk about the family in just a moment. Because there is some neat stuff that I do want to talk about. This is Davis West. He's dead. He died. The head of the West family has recently met an ultimate death. His, his, his demise is suspicious, and the wounds are not consistent with the usual methods of murder in this godforsaken place. David has two known of kin. Lucy, who lives in Megaton, and Ian, who is living in... Arafu with the family. Matilda West is the mother. I'm going to just breeze through this one. The mother of Ian and Lucy. And she is also dead. They were settlers in Arafu for over 10 years. And no one in the settlement appears to hold a grudge against them. Uh, Matilda was responsible for clearing out the village outhouse. A task now sadly fallen to Ken Ewers. And then there's Alan. Big Al. Born in 2255 as a member of the family and lives in the Met, in the Maserati Metro. One of the most recent additions to the family, 22-year-old Alan was ambushed by slavers and taken to market in Paradise Falls. He escaped but sustained a potentially mortal wound. He wandered south and collapsed not far from the Maserati Metro station where Vance discovered him. Clearly, he does not participate in the rituals. Because he's still learning the ways from Vance. Now, let's go to the family. Now, when Lamp chose this, um, he even, I believe, I'm not saying this is verbatim, but I believe he said, it's a little late for the spooky season, but why not do something on, like, the vampires? Why not do something on these people that are doing some shit? I just want to read this section real quick off the wiki, the background, for... Uh, Vance and his family. And then I kind of want to see if I can find it. They have a code, a, a set of laws. I believe it's five of them. I want to read that and then we can kind of get out of lore, I guess. The family is a small commune of cannibals formed by Vance over the years by gathering people like himself. People who all experienced a cannibalistic hunger. Vance intends to help these outcasts survive and find some sense of community by banding together and adopting a strictly vampiric lifestyle as opposed to to just cannibalism. Within the family, they are taught how to keep their hunger under control, and their shame, fears, and inhibitions are eliminated. Furthermore, they justify their lifestyles by emphasizing survival above all else. They only kill what they consume, nothing more, nothing less. However, before they join the family, each prospective member is asked to seek solitude and meditate on whether or not they should stay with the family or control their urges by themselves. The family is named for the metaphorical relation to each other by blood, or rather their thirst for it. Vance takes in all that the greater wasteland deems a monster and teaches them to suppress their cravings for human flesh by only partaking of blood. But more importantly, they are normal within the family, tolerated and understood for what they are. The humans of the wasteland brand them as monsters, villains, criminals, animals, and call for their extermination and or reform. 
But reform would imply that something is wrong with the cannibals. Vance obviously does not agree with this notion and sees his teachings of vampirism as an improvement and a way to transcend their otherwise cannibalistic nature. I wonder, do people actually have this? Like, I always make the joke, if you could legally eat a human, would you try it? And I always say, yeah, not because, like, I want to eat a, I want to eat a people, but, like, it's the one food that we don't really know what it tastes like, but we kind of know what it tastes like, but, like, not really. And I don't want to, like, I'm not like, oh, man, if I could just eat a person. It's more of just a curiosity of someone who likes to cook. And someone who's seen, like, Cannibal Holocaust and shit, and like this. Like, there has to be people somewhere that crave human flesh. I'd like to know about it. I'd like to sit down and have a co- Actually, I'd love to interview them on here. I think that'd be a really cool thing. Just an episode where we just talk to a cannibal. would be really fun. He preaches to the family that they are no different than any other wastelander that has killed in order to put food on their table or protect their territory, and that the family would be insane to ignore their adaptation they have been provided by evolution. However, despite his zeal, I thought that said veal at first, despite his zeal, Vance knows that they do not truly possess any extraordinary abilities and the mantle of vampire only serves to hold the family together. In fact, their adaptation is nothing more than a product of their will and sincere meditation that allows them to focus as they drink the life forces out of another being. The ability can be taught to anyone willing to learn. They have recently been raiding Arafu, and the mere mention of the family invokes fear in even the most intrepid of Arafu residents. In their latest raid, they kidnapped Ian West once they discovered he shared some of the same condition as them. Ian was lucky that Vance found him when he did, as Vance covered for Ian's act by masking it as a routine family attack. Evan King pleads with the Lone Wanderer to deal with them and give hints to the family home. When a deal can be struck between the family and Arafu, either the family will protect Arafu in exchange for donations of blood packs, or they leave Arafu alone, for which Arafu either donates or sells blood packs to them. Now, this is one that I do remember for that, that like one time I went through and every time I found a blood pack, I would put it in my like uh, my medical cabinet inside the Megaton home and I would always go back and go, give me money now. And the run I'm doing now on stream, I'm doing that with like pre-war books. I don't know if I'm doing it with blood bags, but I've been doing it with uh, the pre-war books because like a hundred caps a book. It's insane. And, like, I just picked a couple up before I I went to the library, and I was like, here's some books. And she's like, here's 600 caps. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, just to kind of cap this off, I want to talk about their laws. They have a strict set of codes, five of them, like I said. And then we're done with lore. But let's get into this. Their first law is feast not on the flesh. Consume only the blood. This is our strength. We do not eat the flesh of those we kill for food. We only drink of their blood and leave the body intact. The consumption of flesh is filthy and unclean. This action is what caused the humans to treat us like animals. We are not animals. We are the family. Second law. Bear not the child. Welcome only the exile. This is our fate. Because we carry the stain of our past... In our bodies, we, we can never let it pass to our offspring, who in turn would carry out the foul actions, beginning the cycle anew. The family must seek the wasteland for others of its kind in order to maintain itself. That is our fate. 
The third law, feed not for pleasure, partake only to nourish. This is our dignity. We only kill humans when we are hungry or when we must defend ourselves. We never hunt for sport or pleasure. We do not prey on children, for they are not yet tainted by society's views of us. The family will not tolerate murder. Say what you want about people that do some heinous shit, and I like the the Legion a lot, but say what you want about people who do some heinous shit. Uh, they have a code. The Legion has a code. The family has a code. I like shit like this. The fourth law, seek not the sun's light, embrace only the shadows. This is our refuge. Because we are creatures of the night, we must not set foot in the daylight. We move silently across the ground only under the watchful eye of the moon above. Also, the rising of the sun, we must seek the embrace of the shadows and never again gaze at its brilliance. The family seeks the dark as it is refuge. Before I read the fifth and final law, um, there's I remember one of the reasons why I did this before like on my one of my first playthroughs is i saw a video that was how to get lance Van, or sorry vance's lance i think it's called i'm gonna look it up before this is over actually i'm gonna look it up right the fuck now it's not called vance's lance as much sense as that would make it's called the vampire's edge it's it's cool it's a little stronger it's a little more durable it's neat and now for this final piece of their code the fifth law is kill not our kindred, slay only the enemy. This is our justice. Above all, no member of the family will ever take the life of another member without the consent of the current leader. Anyone disobeying this action, the most heinous of all crimes, will be exiled from this place forever. We must not let our own inner demons cause us to fight amongst ourselves. We number only in the few, and we cannot risk extinction. If being rude or impolite when first talking to Vance, he will warn the lone wanderer about their behavior before he and the other members of the family turn hostile. That's awesome. The password to open Ian's room is Vespertillo, which is a genus in the family of bats. That's fun. That's about it. That's about everything on Arafu, the family, a little bit of the quest, blood ties and whatnot. I, I mean, I went over it incredibly briefly, but still. Uh... That's lore. Well, I, I think that's just really everything. I really didn't have a lot to talk about. Like, I didn't really have an eventful week. I don't feel like anything big happened. I might go see the new Wes Anderson movie this weekend. Like, I don't... Like, it's been just kind of a calm time. Uh, which is good. Calm is good. Not everything needs to be exciting and... And exuberant. Everything... things. It's actually nice when things are relaxed and chilled out and calm. I've just been really excited about streaming... I've been really excited about just just little things like cooking and uh, sleeping and getting a good night's rest. I'm probably going to go to bed early again tonight, but my arms have been hurting when I sleep, and I don't really know why. Um, so I have to figure that out. Um, but yeah, it's just a calm time. It's a chill time. It's a relaxed time. And I thank you for being here. Uh and I, I say every week, I, I'm still figuring it out, and I'm sorry. It's just when you start a podcast, you kind of have this understanding that, okay, things are being figured out. And now I'm – like I've like I've said before, and I, and I don't want to talk about this too much because I've said it all before. I'm back to square one. So, again, I apologize. I have some things that I'd like to do to kind of switch things up. An idea, if you will. My knees are itchy. But thank you for being here. 
If you're listening to us on a podcasting service, thank you. If you're watching us on YouTube, I'm really close to hitting 400 subs and I'd love to do it before the end of the year. Uh, I'm like in the 280s, or I'm sorry, the 380s, and it'd be great to be able to hit 400 before the end of the year. If you liked our intro music, it's uh, by Shane Ivers and it's called Feather Duster and you can get his his music, not just Feather Duster, but all of his music at free music, or I'm sorry, at silvermansounds.com slash free music. Uh, you can follow us on Discord. There is a link. There should be a link now in the description below to the Discord. I've been streaming like I've been saying all episode. Make sure you're following me there so you can watch me play Fallout 3. I'm going to do a New Vegas run afterwards and then maybe maybe I'll just go to switch it up maybe we'll play cuphead or something else i'll, I'll take a po- i'll take a poll of the people who are watching at the point and say hey what do you guys want to see what do you guys want me to do if i do new vegas i'm thinking about putting a few mods on which i've never done um but not anything crazy just like nevada skies uh, like change the lighting a little bit change the graphics a little bit and i want to play as a ghoul because why not um but i'm going to do a full pacifist run so it's going to be a speech heavy build all that stuff you can follow me on Twitter. There's links in the description below. I just hope you're doing well. I hope that you're happy. I hope you're doing things that make you smile. I hope you surround yourself with people who make you smile. Be safe. Uh, bye, everybody. I'll see you next week. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Ghoulman Entertainment Production.